Hello, everyone. Welcome to Talking Logistics, where we have conversations with thought leaders and newsmakers in the supply chain logistics industry. It's my great pleasure to welcome today's program, Pravinder Johar, who is Chief Executive Officer at Bloom Global. And today we're going to talk about the next evolution in supply chain technology. Now, I've been an industry analyst for over 22 years, and I've seen a lot of uh, innovation in supply chain technology driven by you know, the internet, web services, you know, GPS, cloud computing, mobile technologies, and so many other things. So the question is, what is the next evolution in supply chain technology? Um, and what factors are driving it and why is it important? Well, those are the main questions we're going to discuss in today's episode. And it's great to have Pravinder back in the program to share his insights and advice on this topic. So Pravinder, welcome to the program. Thank you. And it's good to uh, speak with you again. It feels like uh, 20 years have gone by, but things haven't really changed that much between us. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, so, so you and I, you know, we, we've both been in this industry for, for a while and you're obviously there on the front lines as, as part of Bloom Global right now. And when it comes to kind of the technology side of things. So, so I think let's just go straight, straight to the topic at hand. Um, what is the next evolution in supply chain technology? Adrian, if you think of last 20 years or so, the focus was always on applications uh, in the supply chain side. And uh, we've heard this term called best of breed versus the monolithic kind of uh, systems for a long, long time. Right? So there was SAP and Oracle, and then there were best of breed providers. But best of breeds were focused on kind of small or niche applications, including if you think of a TMS versus procurement or planning, they were all kind of application focused. So the evolution that had happened and then why we have to think of technology differently, that we are moving away from applications to platforms, but the focus is not only on feature functions, because after a while, all feature functions, they tend to start looking the same. There are only so many ways you can do consolidation or transportation or route planning, so many ways that you can do kind of carrier selection or so. But the evolution now is back to that the focus has to be on the two other aspects, one being data and another being network. And when you think of supply chain as an ecosystem, by definition, it's a chain. Uh, we uh, Every company works with many other companies. Right? So, so networks are always being the foundation of a supply chain, but we have not really looked at it as a platform uh, too. And then the data, and there's an abundance of that data today, uh, but, but there's a lack of insight that can come out of that data. And I think those, those two things are the ones which are driving now, kind of moving away from applications to platforms. And how do we go look to orchestrate uh, current or the new business processes on a platform uh, versus the siloed, siloed applications? So I, I want to unpack some of the things you just said there and um, because, because I think they're important. And I'm also a firm believer that we are, um, you know, moving into this new evolution. Um, you know, recently I uh, commented on Mark Andreessen's famous quote from many years ago that software will lead the world, software is leading the world. And I said, well, it needs to be amended today because I think it's not only just software, but it's software and networks that will be eating the world. Or that's, you know, driving change and, and innovation in today's industry. And so, so I think uh, I'm certainly a proponent of, you know, logistics platforms and networks and network thinking um, and network effects, you know, as, as a new paradigm that we need to start thinking around when it comes to, you know, supply chains. In fact, I've advocated that we need to get rid of the term supply chain, although that's that's been a hard sell 
I know. <laughs> I, I think it's, uh, you know, thinking more, again, leveraging the network terminology more than the chain, you know, terminology. But, but, but before we kind of unpack some of these things, I mean, let, uh, let's go with the, the why question, right? Why is this evolution to network platforms important and, and what factors are driving it? One kind of the last two years, kind of since um, the trade wars to uh, COVID related disruptions, we saw that companies needed to think differently. And whether it was on air cargo, ocean cargo, the congestion that is going on kind of in the port of LA even today, and then the like 40 or so ships, which are not yet, um, have not yet docked. Uh, it, it's all the new reality uh, where if your traditional ways of working, traditional ways of saying that this is what my applications are, technologies are, my internal processes are, has caused people to kind of become digital fairly quickly, right? Kind of fairly rapidly, kind of so, so companies didn't really have time to react this time and then and too. So, so, so there was a there was a shift in thinking and then networks and and then the focus on data uh, was evolving for the last decade or so. But last two years we saw acceleration just because of the disruptions we have seen, uh, seen in the supply chain. Uh, and then people are more open to, to looking at kind of something something new because many of the existing applications did fail companies because it wasn't really enough for them to go manage during this pandemic, which was one of the reasons. But equally critical is things that really happen on the consumer side. And so, so I think, as, as you know, when it comes to technology, consumers have always been ahead of businesses. And so, so the whole... Um, starting off with your Facebook and LinkedIn and the network platforms and how Uber you know, on, on, the, on the driving side kind of shifted to a network model to your DoorDash and everything else has just evolved that these are all network platforms, that they're not kind of an applications that you go, go use as, a, as an individual. And I think finally, businesses are catching up to that the world has really changed from, from technology perspective and supply chain technology needs to evolve you know, the same way the consumers technology has evolved to be a networked uh, economy. Yeah, uh, I, and, and I agree. I mean, I think I think it's, uh, Einstein, at least this quote is attributed to Einstein, I believe that, you know, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And I, I think to your point, I think the events of the last, certainly of the past year and a half and, and probably more towards the last three or four years yeah. Um, I think has opened the eyes to many companies that, you know, the way we've traditionally done business and the way we've powered our processes and the, and the technology that we have, um, they're no longer well aligned with, you know, the current realities and the, the, the nature of the operating environment today, which is, you know, in, in many industries is much more consumer driven. Um, it's much more dynamic, um, you know, so we hear all those buzz terms that analysts like to use, you know, flexibility and agility and responsiveness. But the reality was that, you know, the, the traditional infrastructure technology wise, and even the physical supply chain, the, the way the supply chains were designed um, from a physical standpoint, you know, where distribution centers were or how product flow, all of that has had to change in response to all these, you know, uh, you know market changes. The one thing that I, I think hasn't changed as much, but I think, and you've, you've kind of touched upon it a little bit here, is the importance of data, right? Yeah. Um, and, and the Achilles heel of supply chain management has always been, you know, poor data quality. And, and we generate more data today than, than ever before. 
So is the evolution in supply chain technology going to make, you know, matters worse or, or better? Um, you know, in other words, I mean, where does data quality management fit into this evolution? I think before I talk about data quality, there's also this other notion um, which was there in supply chain, still is there for many, many chief supply chain officers, is that uh, everyone has been trying to protect their data versus sharing data. Right? And I think that's kind of, as you think of this networked economy, right? so the region, the data a Google wage has is reliable, that they're kind of all of us are sharing data for the common good, meaning that kind of, how do I go use it, right? And then everyone's data is, uh, is both more um, useful for insight, but it's also cleaner by definition, right? Because you're doing correlation. You're doing correlation of my version of the truth versus your version of the truth, right? And then in the technology-wise from uh, AI to machine learning, now there's so many different ways, even in our platform for Bloom Global, uh, it's just primarily an AI and ML platform, where it's looking for how do I cleanse the data? Whose data do I trust? Because not all data is created equal. But, but if you are in this world prior to, I would say kind of in 2019, 2020, where everyone just wanted to look at their own data. And even at the technology side, again, if everyone has been talking about analytics, but analytics only on my data, right? Kind of, and I, kind of, analytics on your own data is not as useful when you go back to this network platform that you're contributing data to the platform, but you're also sharing data with many, many other companies and looking at the uh, looking at it completely differently. And because it's almost like, um, you know, that old saying of uh, uh, when you're trying to tackle or, uh, or touch an elephant right? and for blind men touching the elephant, it's almost the same thing. So data is always dirty or clean or different perceptions when it is not being shared between the supply chain partners as a minimum versus kind of if you start looking at kind of that we need to share it with our partners collectively our data is going to be cleaner uh, we do have to have uh, technology which will question that some of your data may not be accurate and how do we go and kind of cleanse out what's not accurate what's not clean and kind of and then, then focus on this collective data is a big big change not only from technology perspective but the mindset of the companies where, where, the, where the focus has to be that all of us are going to be both providers of data to a network platform and consumer of that data. And when we are doing both of those things, we're getting actually a cleaner data in addition to kind of additional insights or better analytics. You know, I like your Google Waves uh, analogy there. Um, and, you know, I've, I've been a late adopter to, to Waves and I started using it not too long ago. Uh, and, and you're right. I, I love it. You know, cause you, you're, you're driving and then I'll all of a sudden it'll give you an alert that there's a policeman half a mile away, or there's some construction half a mile away, or, uh, there's a car at the side of the road, half a mile away, but then it always asks you as you approach that point, you know, is the policeman still there? Is yeah. the car still by the side of the road? Is the construction still happening? And to your point, that's one way of cleansing the data, right? Cause that yeah. data, that information might've been from an hour ago, maybe that policeman is no longer there. Maybe that uh, broken down car has already been removed. So you click yes or no, it's still there or not. Um, yeah. but, but I think that same mentality applies in the business world, in the logistics world, where when you really start taking this network and shared data environment, and of course, there's gotta be the security aspects of it and the permission based and all those things that you would expect. Mm -hmm. But I think 
I think I, I really like that analogy because I think that that will help with the whole historical data quality problem because everyone has when you're operating in your own silos, um, you know, everyone, you're basically multiplying all the data issues as yeah. opposed to having some kind of mechanism via a platform, let's say, that will help, you know, in real time and on an ongoing basis continually look at the data and um, you know, provide some level of, of data, um, you know, management and quality, you know, uh, to, to that. Um, so uh, go, going back to your opening comment, you, you talked about, you know, we've kind of evolved from this, you know, point application type of environment um, to now this networked platform uh, environment. So the question then becomes, uh, particularly if you're a, a, a CIO, a CEO, CFO, it's, you know, what happens to all of that legacy supply chain software that companies have invested in over the years. Um, in other words, I mean, how, how do companies transition to or begin lever leveraging a, a network platform? I think the way I describe it, that, that there are two things companies have to do almost in parallel. One is think of kind of moving to a network platform for visibility, for, for, for data, right? And then get to that I'm getting something as a foundation. And that can potentially feed into your existing applications. Right? So even at Bloom Global, we partner with companies in supply chain planning space or people who may have had control tower capabilities that how do you go change kind of your foundational way of looking at the network, looking at the platform and looking at the data collectively. And the second way has been kind of that, how do you at least start talking about a management layer and the control tower is an overused term, right? But but um, uh, kind of there are so many other terms uh, uh, in supply chain synchronization side that am I building something, right? Where you're taking your current applications to some extent, right? in some cases you can replace them. Many cases you're not able to replace them day one, but there's a way for you to surround them. And then and, uh, kind of when I draw a picture and you know, I'm a whiteboard drawer kind of by, <laughs> by nature, I draw that, okay, change the foundation where foundation is a platform, change the top, right? Well, now you're talking about how do I look at supply chain processes holistically, right? How do I converge planning and logistics together? So you can have this kind of layer on top of the newer, newer technology. You change kind of your left side and right side too. How do I collaborate with my customers? How do I collaborate with my suppliers and others? And great kind of those applications are going to be here for, for a while and because it's not easy for any company to change all of those applications, but at least you can start the journey and journey might be kind of just starting off with the uh, uh, visibility layer. Right. And then moving on to the control uh, control tower or sales and operations execution or logistics planning convergence, whatever term we want to go use. Uh, but but uh, but the key is, uh, uh, I guess, two things. One, uh, you have to have a vision of where you are going to end up. Right. So 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 you first have to buy into and that you're going to be in a networked economy and a network supply chain uh, platform. And then kind of you have to have a starting point and then starting point has to start with the data and the network at the foundation of it. And then, then of course you can go and continue to uh, continue to build, uh, build over, over years to come on that, that solid platform. Yeah. So when I think, when I think about it, and I, and I have a similar thought, I mean, I think, you know, for a lot of companies um, going back to what you talked about kind of on the consumer side, right? Facebook, LinkedIn, you know, it's this idea of, Hey, you know, I can plug in, connect once to Facebook or LinkedIn, and I have 
access to a very large community mm -hmm. that I can communicate and share information with for those that I have permission to or that we've connected and so forth. And it's a similar type of paradigm in the B2B world with a network platform is that, you know, how do you currently communicate and share information with your suppliers, your carriers, your logistics service providers, your customers? And for a lot of companies, historically, those have been all one-to-one -one connections, you know, whether yep. it's VEDI or XML, but it's, you know, uh, you know, and every company is kind of replicating that going back to this kind of siloed approach. Everyone's looking at their data and information. And I think the way I try to describe it to folks is to say, hey, you know, it's it's the B2B equivalent of Facebook and LinkedIn. You know, the, the, the foundation, the starting point is to say, you, we know we need to do a better job um, to uh, uh, communicate and collaborate with our trading partners. And we've got thousands of them. And we have to do that in a way that's scalable, that's, that's um, uh, efficient. Um, our, our trading partner networks are constantly changing. So what, what's the right approach to do that? And I think when you really learn about the network, you know, the network platforms, I think that becomes an obvious choice there. And then in terms of the technology stacks that reside about that, reside on top of that, well, those might be a combination of those that the network platform provider brings as part of their overall solution, as well as some of your legacy applications that might have bring some, you know, specialized capabilities or those that you really enjoy the capabilities. But, you know, you can layer that on, on top. I mean, is that kind of a, a align with what, how you're thinking? Absolutely. And I think it's a, um, and then as you connect to these network plot platforms, the possibilities open up. But you just have to take the first step that, that you're willing to go <laughs> go do it versus be in that mindset of that I will do everything kind of myself or, or in a siloed application. Right. And I think that may be the big one of the biggest hurdles, like like always, like change management. But here I think it's you know change mind management. And I, I wrote a, a post a few years ago titled, Here Comes the Chief Network Effects Officer. So my argument was that you know a lot of companies. I still shocks me that a lot of companies still don't have a chief supply chain officer or mm -hmm. someone with that title. And I said, you know what, maybe in this era now, we should just leapfrog over chief supply chain officer and a new role should be created, chief network effects officer. You know, someone that comes in from a, from a you know, supply chain organization standpoint, thinking not in terms of a chain, but thinking in terms of network effects and network platforms and how this new paradigm can help power the next wave of innovation and, um, you know, meeting the, the requirements that the, the, the market, uh, you know, demand. So anyway, I think for organization, I think, I think that's an opportunity there is for folks to, you know, be thinking in terms of network effects and network platforms to help drive that change, even organizationally. Um, so I guess as a way to wrap up, I mean, what's next? I mean, what, what innovations will drive? You know, there's always going to be innovation. There's always going to be change. You know, we're talking about this next evolution here, but how will this continue to evolve in in the in the years in the years ahead? And I think a couple of things. One, um, uh, as you know, at Bloom Global, we are focused on building kind of the platform. We had started our journey in 2018 uh, with them. With the thought of investing hundred million dollars in R and D, kind of we are now fourth uh, year in, kind of in there, we have already spent that and more probably, kind of on on, on building the platform. I'm happy to tell you, actually, even for Bloom Global um, uh, uh, this week, we we announced that kind of uh, we raised our next round of funding. 
which is again to go and accelerate the growth uh, of, of, of building these platforms too. Uh, there's a lot of innovation that needs to continue to happen on kind of getting the world connected. When we think of a network platform, we think of kind of you need at least a million companies or more on the platform. And so it's not about 1,000, 10,000, 100,000 companies. Now you're talking about a company uh, kind of around the world. There are millions of companies which need to be connected to the platform. So that that itself is a kind of a is a uh, time-consuming kind of uh, big, big endeavor. But in parallel is now that assuming we have these network platforms and I think kind of out to 2023 or 2024 and which is where our R&D focus is, right? so leave alone kind of what products we have today, it's back to that, how do you optimize and how do you synchronize processes now in a network um, economy? Yeah. Because the part one is kind of the platform, which to some extent kind of has already happened. Right? So, so it's been a few years for us, a few years for many other companies, which were also trying to build the kind of build the platform. But the next evolution is that how do we kind of get away from these silos of, uh, I think in particular, between logistics and planning, uh, it is the first two silos, which are probably going to converge in my mind, Adrian, because manufacturing and procurement is still uh, somewhat... Uh, somewhat isolated, but planning and logistics are the ones where you can do supply chain synchronization first. And there are tons of optimization opportunities now where you can be taking not only your logistics cost out, you can be improving your revenue and inventory turns. Uh, and then and all of these optimizations are going to require kind of investment into new type of, um, new type of um, uh, uh, processes and new thinking kind of from the org design perspective. So, so, so many, many more things to come, kind of from from the from the technology evolution perspective. Oh, I, I, I don't doubt it. And for, you know, first, congratulations on on the funding round. And and secondly, you know, I, I just mentioned before about how companies, manufacturers, retailers, and others need to kind of take this, you know, network effects perspective. But it sounds from what you talked about the opportunity of what's going to drive from a technology side with companies such as Bloom and, and your peers in the industry is that you yourselves have to now take this network perspective in terms of what to R&D and development, right? So it, it, that's also a, a change or a shift that you have to go through and, and that you're on that journey on as well, because the way that you're going to optimize, the way that you're going to, you know, help power these network effects and these, these new approaches to managing supply chains uh, is going to require a change in mindset, which then is going to manifest itself in, in some of these technologies that you're uh, ultimately developing. Um, well, you know, uh, Pravinder, I think it'll be great to, you know, touch base, let's say a year from now to see where where we are on that evolution and, uh, you know, what what progress has been made and kind of what what's new on the table as well. Because one thing we know for sure is that, you know, there's always going to be something new, uh, something to look forward to. So, uh, I appreciate you making the time to be with us today and share your your insights and advice on this topic. Yeah, no, thank you for uh, inviting me and looking forward to continuing to dialogue. Okay. Great, I want to I want to thank those of you that joined us uh, for today's episode. If you're watching this episode on demand, uh, either at the Bloom Global website or on Talking Logistics, and you've got a question or a comment for Pravinder, you can post it there, and I'm sure he'll be more than happy to respond via that medium. Again, thank you for joining us, and look forward to seeing you in a future episode of Talking Logistics. Have a great day.